Good evening and welcome back to our weekly Sheer question and answers for Anash.org. Um, this week, Mies Hashem, Friday, will be Rishchodesh, Rishchodesh Adar. It's going to be Friday and Shabbos. So I want to address a question which comes up every time when Rishchodesh uh, is um, on Friday, are you permitted to cut your nails the COVID Shabbos? Now we know there's a that a person should not cut um, his nails and cut his hairs on a Shkodesh. So the question is, if it falls out of Shabbos, which is the Kuvit Shabbos, can you cut your nails any hair or you cannot? And the answer to this is like this. The Mungavruam, in the beginning of Simon Raish Samach, in the Alter Rebbe also, in the beginning of Simon Raish Samach, Shabbos, writes that where Shkodesh falls on Friday, you should not cut your hair. It means it's not, it's, it brings down Yesh Mekoymus Shanahagi that you don't cut your hair, and it means that we go according to this mimic. But it does not mention that you should not take, cut your, your nails. It only mentions you shouldn't cut your hair. So, but Pashtas Lord Altarebbe is Mavir that only hair you shouldn't cut on Rashkhoidish when it falls on Erev Shabbos, but nails you could you could cut since it's the Kovit Shabbos. And this is how we Paskan, especially for people who cut their nails every week. Like the Sefer Shivim Timorim, we know there's a Talmud of the Tzemach Tzedek, wrote a Sefer and Tzuzabi Dechuset, and he writes in Simon Niyem that a person which cuts his nail every week has no problem to cut his nail Friday when it's Rishchodesh. Other poets will say that even if you don't cut it every week, even if you cut it every other week, you can still cut it on Rishchodesh. But Al-Kapurim, Dashivim, Tamorim, and other poets can say a person which cuts every week, he for sure could cut according to the Alter Rebbe, the Mung when it falls on Rishchodesh. Now the Mung does not pass like this, and he asserts if Rishchodesh falls on Friday. But again, we go according to the Alter Rebbe, and according to the Alter Rebbe, a person which cuts every week the nails has no problem cutting it this week Friday, which is Rishchodesh. Now, to the next question, which could come up a lot. I won't say a lot, but it comes up. Shabbos in Yerz Hashem will be Rishchodesh. And it will be Shabbos Kulam. So we take out three Sefer Torahs. Now, first of all, a shul which does not have three Sefer Torahs, if they have two Sefer Torahs, they, they, let me just say how the Seder will be. First of all, we take out three Sefer Torahs, a shul which has, and we lay in six people from Parshas HaShavua, which will be Parshas 
משפטים. שבי is going to be פרשס שבס אלא שחוידש. The piece which we learn every שחוידש. Third Sefer Torah which we take out will be to learn פרשס כולם. דף Torah is going to be from פרשס כולם and you add on a פוסיק first פוסיק in the last פוסיק of the Aftoyers of Rosh Chodesh. Now a shul which has only two Sefer Torahs, they learn in the first Sefer Torah, then they learn the second Sefer Torah, Shabbos Rosh Chodesh. In the meantime that you learn Shabbos Rosh Chodesh, you should roll the first Sefer Torah to Parshish Kulem, and you learn in the first Sefer Torah again, Parshish Kulem. Because you should roll it when they learn Parshas Rishchoidish, because we know there's such thing as Terchet Tzabira. Your own, if you could avoid rolling it while people have to wait, you do it and you don't make people wait. Now, the question will be, which happens, a person took a shoe which has three sephatoyers. So, by mistake, they opened up the Sefer Torah, which you have to lay for Shabbos Kulam, and they opened it, and after laying Parshish Shavua, instead of laying Shabbos Rishchoidish, they started laying um, Shabbos Kulam. So, what do you do then? Then you finish, and you take the other Sefer Torah, which is should be number two, and you learn Shabbos Rishchodesh after you learn Shkulim. That means even though usually goes Shabbos Parshas Shavua, Shabbos Rishchodesh, and then you go to Parshas Shkulim. If by mistake you change the seder, and after Parshas Shavua you started learning already after the brachas, you started learning Shabbos Shkulim. You should finish the the which you you learn for shkulim, and you take the second sefer Torah, the third and the third sefer Torah, and you learn the rishchodesh. But what are you going to do about the haftorah? Do you learn the haftorah of shkulim, or you learn the haftorah which you just finished? Now the shara frayim and the mishnah brida simatu fresh pai high sifkut high. Chivas noy de bihide tanin simidalav writes that in such a case that you learn first shkolim and then shabbos rishchodesh, the aftoyre should be hashemayim kisi, which is the aftoyre for shabbos rishchodesh, because you have to learn the aftoyre on the parsha which you 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 learn the last, and since over here we changed the sefer toyre and we learn last shabbos. Rishchodesh, you should basically learn the Aftoyre also for Shabbos Rishchodesh. Now, not all the Postkim agree with it. Some Postkim say you should still learn Shkolem, but this is the Askumas HaPoiskim that you should learn the Aftoyre from, from um, Shabbos Rishchodesh.
Next question. Last week we spoke about um, not eating before going to the oil. And one of the questions was, what is if I go at night and um, I didn't eat from the shkia? Is that okay? And I mentioned I, ne- I didn't see any makoir for such a hanoga that that should be acceptable. So somebody wrote in today, uh, this week, that he went shortly after Gimel Thomas, he went to the oil with Rabbi Oil, Rabbi Oil Khan, and they were discussing how Anash started to go to the oil at night. And Rabbi Oil asked a simple question If you go at night, what do you do about not eating? That means you eat, you fast all day. So we see at least that Bapashtas, he took it for granted that even if you go at night, you still have to fast and not eat all day. So again, going back to the question, we see at least that Rabbi Oil holds also that not eating from the Shkia is not enough. Another follow-up, a reference to saying Tillam at night. So the question was, what about if you started by the day and in the middle of uh, saying Tillam, it, it became the Tzasek Chuvim? And the answer is there's no difference. If we don't say Tillam and the Tzasek Chuvim, so even if you started beforehand, when it comes to Tzasek Chuvim, you should stop. Next question. If one benches licht on the table, and there is there any way to move the tray later to put on a fresh tablecloth? From what I understand, to put on a safer on the tray is meaningless because the leichter tray is designated a boss for the candles. Is that so? Now, it's not that poshet. No. It depends what kind of tray you're talking about. If it is a small tray, which is really designated just for the Shabbos candles, so then you're right. And um, since it's made only for the candles, it's designated for the candles, so it becomes a bosses for the candles, and you cannot move it even if you put a safer. But if you have a silver tray, which is a bigger tray, and a lot of trays is like this, the bigger trays, and over there you have the candles, you have uh, where you put the matches, and over there people, it is made, that tray is made, people put on top also a safer, if he doesn't want, it should be on the place, on the table, which is Homer's dick, and he wants to keep his Swarm clean, he will put it on top of that tray because there's place for other things. Or he uses the tray for other things too. People use the tray for other things. If they decorate for a simcha, they'll put it in the middle to put on the glasses, the cups, if they could use it for a pidinaban. Such a tray, Reb Shloim Zalman holds that it is not, does not get a bosses for the Leichter, and therefore, if you put on a Sefer, it, since it's not designated only for the Leichter, of course, every Shabbos usually you use it for the Leichter, but you, you could also use it for a Sefer or for something else, and people do use it for something else, it, it will be fine to move it if you have, well, a even once, it doesn't, it doesn't burn anymore, so then 
you can still use it. Now, not everybody agrees with Reb Shlomo Zalman. I think the Reb Yashev doesn't agree, but at least Reb Shlomo Zalman holds that you could use it because it's not dedicated only for the Lachter. You could use it, you could use this Heter. But if it's a small Lacht, a tray, which is made dedicated only for the, for the, for the candles, you are right that putting on a cipher somehow, it won't help. It should not become a bosses. Question. Sprouted grain is dried by heat, but it remains flour. The question is, um, is there a chashash of Pas Akim? And the answer is yes. We mentioned it already, but the previous shiram, sprouted grain is has the look of regular grain. It is regular flour, and if you bake it, it is. If a non-Jew bakes it, it's pas akim, and it has to be pas Yisrael. So it's like regular bread, and there's no different if it's proud or not. Question: A rabbi opened the shul in the Besmedrash, opened the shul. Um, in a three-story home that he rents from Odiit. He lives on top floor, and the middle floor he opened a besmedrash, a shul. The lease ends in September. The rent was always paid promptly. Can, can the Jewish landlord is planning to sell this property to an Odiit, can the rabbi have the right not to be evicted since he has a shul in the property. He certainly will pay rent on time, but since he has a shul, maybe you cannot evict him. And the answer to this question is no, he has no right at all. He rented this place with the lease. Once the lease is over, the Balabos has the right to do anything. And if he sells it, he could evict this tenant Kemivin has the victim according to Halacha, according to Choshemishpet, how much time he has to give for someone else. But it is not a sibah not to evict, it's not a reason not to evict a person because he opened the shul. I assume the question will also be so if he closes a shul, if there is a problem of closing a shul. But this we know already the Chroinam, that in a town which there's a lot of shuls, and um, if you don't have this shul, you can go down to other shul. It is not a problem. And that rabbi who rented this apartment and made a shul over there should rent another apartment and made a shul there. But he has no right to say that since I have a shul here, you cannot evict me. Next question. Can I wear earmuffs on Shabbos or is it the same as gloves? No, it's not the same as gloves. You could wear and people wear it every Shabbos of winter. It's a baguette, you could wear it. Gloves, we have a problem, because when you give Shalom Aleichem for a friend, you're going to take it off. And that's why we are marked not to wear gloves if it's not connected to your coat. But uh, earmuffs is the same as a shawl, and people do not take it off in the middle of the winter when it stops even when it stops talking to someone else. So therefore, you could wear 
Ermovs on Shabbos, even a place where there's no Erev. Question. Is it okay to drink whiskey aged in sherry oaks, sherry casks? Is the wine flavor bottle, pogam, v'chulu? The answer to this question is, it is discussed a lot in the Poiskam. Poiskam achroinam, is a tshuva min in other places. There are some poiskim which will be more lenient, but the minig b'chsidim, achsidish yit, does not go into this oldest atayram, especially when talking about wine, b'frat chsidish chabad, which we know, chsidish chabad, the Indian of yain, neisich yain, shalakim, was a big chumra, and therefore, achsidish yit should not drink um, whiskey, which is in aged in sherry oak casks. And now, yes, there are some people in some poiskin which are Michael, but it's not a thing in Befrat, especially today's day, which there are um, a lot of whiskeys which is kosher and is on uh, the cashes lists. There's no reason that you should go into doichkem. And, and drink things which is not 100% chaladais. After all, chassidish yidin have to be makpat, kalak chamira, what to take out, what to take into, into their mouth. Question, can you please explain if cereal needs to be pas Yisrael or bishul Yisrael? This is a common question, especially shluchim, which they live all over, and it's not that easy to buy um, cereals, you know, morning cereals which you eat for breakfast, which uh, has Bishul Yisruel. If you live in the, in the tri-state area, you could buy, but not everybody could buy. So what is the Allah? Now, Rav Yashev holds that it goes into the gather of Pas. And therefore, if it's not... Um, if you don't have a, a yid which opens the fire, it's pas akim, pas palter, and it needs to be pas Israel, so therefore it is a problem. Now, most poiskim do not agree with this that goes into together of pas. Because if it goes into the pas, you don't have the tirem of oil shilchem munuchem anisht. If it goes on the table of a king, that means a fancy meal. A meal which is um, where you serve by a chasana or by a fancy hotel, you don't have all this attire. You have the hatter of some people, like Altarebbe writes, some people are Bechal Makbed of Paspalter. But as Hasidim, we don't, are not lenient on Paspalter. So therefore, if it goes into Gator of Pas, you have no way out. But most boys can hold, it goes into the Gator of Bishop. So it needs to be Bishul Yisrael, that's the question, or not Bishul Yisrael. Now, by Bishul Akim, we know one of the things is that if it does not go on Shulchem Olochem, that means if it's not served in, um, in a nice setting, a nice uh, suda, a nice dither, um, there is no problem of Bishul Akim. Now, Oila Shulchem there is a, a shayla in the poiskim. What does it mean? 
for sure, in a, in a armon of a king, in a um, in the palace of a king, the children will also eat, and maybe even the king himself, by his breakfast table, he might maybe eat also these kind of cereals in his private uh, audience. Now, private uh, breakfast. Now, the question is, if it is so, will that be considered Oila Shulchem or not? So some poets can say, yes, since a king will also eat this kind of cereals, so then it needs to be Bishli's rule. But a lot of poets can say, no, it has to be in a fancy setting, in a mechibadiga setting, in a setting which a king will be mechabat someone else, and as I mentioned already previous shirim, it means if you will serve it by a chasana, if you will serve it by a fancy meal. So, if you don't want to serve a fancy meal, that's not considered um, um, and doesn't need to be Bishl Yisrael. Now, most of the Kashas organizations try, especially the Chesidisha, try, and they have a Meshgich there, and they're Machmer, that they should be Bishl Yisrael. And it's good to be Machmer if you can. But in the Shliach, which is somewhere in a place which he has a casco or he has a shop right, and he could buy shirios from um, without without mechsidish um, hechsher. There is place to be Michael and be lenient to use it. If you live in a place where you have with a hechsher, which is bishul Yisrael, of course you should aim to buy that one. But if you live in a place which you don't have these things, you could be Michael that it's not a thing which you need Bishli Yisrael, it's not only Shalcham and you could eat it even though it is just with a Hechshel without Bishli Yisrael. Okay, we're going to stop here, and please join us next week, and please send in your questions to inbox at anash.org. Good night, and have a wonderful week.